Hey, motherfuckers, it's that beard guy. Welcome to Geek Ronin. This is episode number six of season motherfucking two. Can you believe that we're at season two right now? It's, I mean, if we're really counting, it's like season four, but we've had like one of those weird like Netflix schedules where they just sort of fucking come out whenever we want to. I promise it's going to be a hell of a lot more consistent now. We've got a bunch of cool guests lined up next uh, week. Next Wednesday, we are going to be going live with uh, Kevin Lacerda from It Lives at Breeze and check out uh, Sueda, who is uh, this massively cool artist, killer artist. Um He's going to be coming on at the end of the month on the 25th, I do believe. Check him out on Instagram at Sueda, S-W-E-Y-D-A. Check out It Lives It Breathes uh, uh, on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, it Lives It Breathes is pretty much straightforward. Find us on geekronin.com and all of the applicable social media sites. This week we have... Lepa, a.k.a. Third Eye, he is uh, family, he is a really, really smart fucking guy, and we had a really awesome conversation, uh, so definitely stick around for that, we're going to have some bonus content on the website, uh, shout out to Uncle Sam at LFOD for hooking me up with the 24 and 24 instrumentals, and uh, yeah, that's what I got for you, uh, peace out Cub Scouts. Geek Ronin. I guess we are live. So, welcome, uh, motherfuckers. Uh, it's Geek Ronin. Uh, we got Law and we got uh, Time and Lep. Well, actually, it's just Lep. Just Lep today. Just Lep today. And you know what? That's fine by me. I like. We'll get Time on here eventually. Ah, it's all good. I'm sure we will at some point or another. Welcome to Geek Ronin. It is, uh, what, Wednesday the 11th? And uh, this is streaming on Facebook, so uh, you know, feel free, as always, to uh, jump on here. Oh, look, I can even see me on Facebook. I'll be. Uh, I'll be I'm gonna share it, guys. So, I got you. I got you. Hell yeah! I'm hey. gonna share the fuck out of that too. Let oh. me uh, let me find it and share it, real yeah. quick. Well, before we really get into it here. Oh, of course. Let's see here. Yeah. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not on mine, though. I haven't yeah, even found no, it yet. Yeah, no, that's on mine. That's on oh, mine. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> it's all good. There you go. Let's, here we go. Away. Here we go. Now I can share it. Shazam. There we go. Shared it. Share it. Share it. So yeah, we guys, go. we uh, we're live again. Finally, it just it took fucking long enough to actually do. I had to get all our shit together. You know, hey, we're here though. We're here. We're here, and I'm glad that that's finally happening. Um, so, yeah, we're talking music uh, this fine evening. Um, we were just actually talking about The Roots and um, that uh, 
Questlove is probably one of the most consistent and, and prominent drummers that's out there because he's just he's fucking fantastic. The whole the whole band, The Roots, is fantastic. Yeah, that, it, it's unbelievable how consistent they all are. You know, every single one of them is super consistent. And they're all so incredibly versatile too. And it's crazy, man, because they hear like a tw- they can hear like a ten second snippet of a song and play it like right back, like almost immediately. It's it's so it's so dope to see people it's, like that still. It's all still pushing. Oh hell yeah, it's all ear training too. Like so they know as soon as as soon as they hear that note, they probably all they have to hear is the first ten seconds, and you'll figure out what right. key it's in, what the meter's in. So yeah, it's. You know, you got Questlove, who's just so incredibly talented. He, he 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 finds the fucking BPM right off the bat. Just, it's, and then they can jump in, and then everybody else sort of is like, okay, it's in this key. That's sort of the line right there. All right, let's go. Let's let's do it. Right, exactly. And you know, um, a few years ago, um, I want to say like maybe three years ago, I met them like doing a red carpet for like Nick or some. I want to say like Nickelodeon teen or something awards or other cases and um they were on the red carpet they were fucking dope as hell that's awesome man. i'll find that's so cool that's and show you guys but it was uh, that's dope. Me, uh my friend melissa that i always go to like red carpets with and whatnot her yeah I know, hold on. I know what you're um, yeah it was really dope yeah from everything that i see man they're super like receptive people and they're all like i read i read quest loves book yeah and it's amazing. It like it's so it's so amazing. I what just, was that? Shout out to the hat, by the way. I have a Fallout hat hanging. I should go. Hey, I love Fallout, man. There I got the. Go. Sh- I, th- I think I even have the shirt on today. Yeah, he does. Oh, so funny. I love Fallout, man. That's like amazing. But yeah, man, I read Questlove's book, and it was just like I, I don't even know how to explain it, man. It was just super captivating to listen to him explain like how they all met each other and like how they all look at each other and like you know a lot of the times man you rise to that level of fame and you know we see it a million times like no one ever stays together like that and uh they're super consistent that everything's always quality and it's just it's really it's a fun time zag band members for the their entire like run right I think so. I don't yeah, think that they've sure. changed a single person. I mean, I could be wrong because, you know, we all know, like, Black Thought and Quest, but, right. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they've been the same the whole time, man. And, and they're, what, 25 years? Oh, my God. I mean, they got to be, right? I mean, oh, at least. I mean, I was born in 92, and they had to be. They, they had to be around then. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and I'm 25 years old, so it's like, it's crazy, man. Black Dot, did you guys see his uh, freestyle on Funk Flex? No. It's just, it, dude, it's like, ten, it's, no. it's just 10 minutes. It's not really a freestyle. It's a written. Obviously, right. it's a written. Um, it, dude, it's just no, 10 like, minutes. There's, like, one of my favorite ciphers from him, it'll still be the one with uh, him, Eminem, most um, from back in the day on the BET server. Amazing, dude. And it was oh, easily like those were when like I used to be like a real like uh, smack DVD head and like just listen yep. to nothing but ciphers all day. And that was one of the ones I would show my boys. I'm like, yo, you guys sleep so much on the roots, but listen to Black Thought. And like a lot of people won't even know who like Black Star is. 
or, or like who they who they are rather as a group. And you're just like you know most deaf, right? You know right? Picking this together, and they're like, "What's happening?" Yeah, it's crazy too because, um, you know, like they all of those pieces. You know, whenever you see those old school hip hop dudes, like you always know that like they have that mutual respect for each other because like you just they're like almost like interchangeable in some places it's like oh that verse kind of sounds like that but it's way different but like all of those guys have their own style but they're so true to like what they're doing that it's just like you can't ever take it away from a man they're so they're just so good like you can't shut a microphone off on most f you can't like you can't shut a microphone off on Black Dog. myself, it's most and uh, Tylib. Tylib Kwali. But but also that's very the, underrated but, as well. Yeah, Tylib gets a little like he, he gets a little confusing to listen to from time to time. But at the same time, it's like you don't need to understand it all to to really enjoy it. Or else, and I'm not an I'm not an Aesop Rock fan, but no one understands what he's saying it's super cryptic but like that dude has a following and he can wrap his ass off man i'm not listening to it but he can wrap his ass off i mean that's not up for debate so a lot a lot of those you know like most deaf is just so untouchable it's not even funny like if you're talking about pure talent like as a rapper and a writer like you can't really put you can put people on the same level but you can't put anybody above most deaf man. It, it, it's he's too good. I'm really tempted to ask the famous "What's your top five question? Oh man, <laughs> the thing is, man, I have so you many. Like one of my boys from from back back my way, and we would have these same conversations where oh, yeah. the same have- games would come up, and then we would all have our one like favorite, like the champion that we're like, "Yo, are you serious? Why are they not on your list?" I mean, like, you know, whenever the top five thing comes in, like, like I listen to Wu-Tang my whole life, right? I love Wu-Tang. I like my favorite album ever is 36 Chambers, right? And it came out the year I was born, right? Which is insane. But I'm not a Ghostface Killer fan. I, I just I can't. But I'm a Method Man fan. Method, I would put Method Man in my top five any day of the week. Even though Ghostface's catalog is way bigger, he's he's probably more successful as a solo artist. But that goes to say, like, I I've heard people try to argue against people's catalogs because, like, oh, they're new, they need more experience, or whatever the case is, and they're like, this person has more of a catalog. I'm like, if their bars are better, or if their presence is just there. Like yep. you can't, you can't knock that. There's nothing to say that this person isn't better because they started later or they're young. Right. Are the cases? Or he only dropped two albums. Like right. sometimes, sometimes like it's quantity over quality, man. Sometimes it's quality over quantity, and and it's just about who you are. You know, a you lot of look at the way his catalog. You have to look at what is like a timeless album. A lot of people drop albums that we don't mention ten years after they're you know released a lot of right. the albums we like grew up with for the most part are still albums that we can still like put in play and not even skip a song you know i think i think biggie's like one of those people that i mean two albums two like actual out al- i'm not talking about like all the stuff that they came out with after he was dead i'm talking about like his actual studio albums that he went in and set out for like they're untouchable 
you know, but his catalog's tiny. It's not like, like, like even Pac, man, like that dude has so many songs that it's almost like you don't even, you wouldn't even know where to start, right? And Biggie, it's like, you might only hear like 30 songs total, but they're all really good. And, and some of them are kind of silly, you know, like Biggie could be pretty silly, but right. I mean, the dude was talented nonetheless. And, and like, as far as like Method Man goes, for example, I, I'm his albums are dope. I love them. They're good albums. But I'm talking about like his verses on the Wu-Tang albums. Like, you know, like I, I don't necessarily pop in like, you know, the day after or, you know, by Method Man and bump it straight through. But I'll go listen to every one of his verses on, you know, 36 Chambers all the way through Legendary Weapons, you know, and they and that's the thing is Wu-Tang's recent albums they get slept on because everyone's like oh it's wu-tang dropping another album you know and it doesn't it, it's not the same method man raps exactly the fucking same you know like you're not you're not finding something like the dude's still spit in the same bars like they're amazing that just as good as they were 20 years ago mm-hmm. but you just don't like because it's their 20th album they've dropped you know what i'm saying and uh it's it's like listening to eminem like I, at this point, to bring up Eminem, like, is corny. Like, I find it very corny. Like, I'm not trying to listen to Eminem anymore. But you can't touch the Slim Shady LP. You can't touch the Eminem show or Marshall Mathers LP. They're great albums. But even, even today, at this point in my life, I'm not I'm not listening to them ever, consistently. Right. They, I loved them at the time when I was 12, you know? Like, I loved that stuff, but it's not... It, it just took a turn and, and it's not the same as it used to be. And uh, I think that some people change over time and they get better, but we're always looking for like what got them famous, right? Like, oh, that album was so good. Does Legacy, not catalog, but like if they essentially shape their generation, that more weight in your top five? Or is it just pure based on like skill? Like, do you um, other things into consideration for it? I think, like, for my top five, like, if you, if, it, it depends, like, are, like, favorites or, like, who the best rapper is, right? Like, like, a catalog, like, what's crazy is, like, I love old school hip hop, but Kid Cudi is, like, one of my favorite artists ever, you know? And, and so they're different feelings, but do I think Kid Cudi is as good a rapper as, you know any of the people in wu-tang clan not a chance you know what i mean so so if we're talking about favorites you know it's a little different than who the best rappers are in my opinion and um i would say you know the best rappers out there are people like most def black dot like those guys are the best rappers you can't rap better than them but as far as like my favorites it would definitely differ from who the my the top five best of all time to my top five favorite, it would probably differ substantially. You know, very very much so. Do you think that, like, when you say, "All right, these are my uh, like people who I feel like are the best rappers," like you mentioned Mostef and you mentioned Black Thought, those are almost universally like everyone's gonna agree upon it. I feel like my if we try to right now would it be universal or would there still be some level of scrutiny um at least least to like a a degree where they're like that that wouldn't necessarily be in my top five but at least in my top ten that's people in the conversation 
Yeah, I think um, I think for the most part, like people would agree to like disagree on those kind of things. Like, yeah, dude, that dude's super nice, but he's not in mine. Like, kind of like you said. But I think to a certain point, like you can't deny that most Def is like one of the best rappers ever. Right. You know, like whether or not he's in your top five favorites, like probably a lot of people, most people probably not. Look at my kids right here. You want to see him? Hey, what's up, Landon? <laughs> I'm talking to them. Hey, he wants buddy. to steal my phone. Of course uh, he does. Here you go, bud. Oh, I get a hug out of it? Look at this. He comes and interrupts the podcast. I get a hug out of it. There you go. Hey. Winner, winner. But no, honestly, I think, um, I think that everyone hears another person's top five and they instantly like want to jump down their throat about it like oh come on how is he there well dude i'm just telling you who my favorites are i think you know i think people a lot of times forget that music is art and art is subjective and it's going to mean something different to everybody else so there's no point arguing about it it's all just discussing why i would have this guy in there and i wouldn't have this guy in there but i can totally see your point about this you know what i mean should be more of a discussion as opposed to an yeah, argument. Yeah, totally, totally. So, like, so I have this conversation with a lot of my friends about Kendrick Lamar. And I don't love, love, love Kendrick Lamar. I just don't. I'm in that camp. But the dude is fucking nasty. I know the dude can rap his fucking ass off. But he wouldn't even touch my top 20 as far as favorites. You know what I'm saying? So so I don't listen to it. Like, To Pimp a Butterfly was a dope album. Great album. But I think when you're talking about who the best to who your favorites are, he, he, he would be in, in the best list somewhere. May, not in the top five, probably not in the top ten for me. But I can understand why he would be in people's favorites. Because the guy's nice. I know he can rap his ass off, you know? And uh, so that that's one of the things, man, like art is totally subjective, you know, and no matter whether it's a painting, like my favorite painting is Starry Night. Right. And some people would see it and be like, oh, yeah, cool. And some people would be like, oh, my God, that's my favorite, too. Some people would be like, well, I don't like Mona Lisa. You know, it's like, well, we can agree that Mona Lisa is a work of art. We don't you know, it doesn't have to be your favorite to agree that it's an incredible work of art. You know, so so that's that's kind of how I always gauge like those lists. I try to tell people like, well, are we talking about like the best ever? Or are we talking about my favorite ever? I, I usually also break it down like to lyrics to who's the most timeless. Like, uh, yeah, totally. you know, because a lot of because I've heard I was LL and not in your top 20. I'm like, that's a different list where like. You have the trailblazers, people who we wouldn't have what we have today if it weren't for a lot of these guys or girls. Um, but he wouldn't make, I feel like, a strong top 20 like list, especially with not necessarily what we have now, but to the degree of what uh, we've had in the last 15 years. Yeah, I would have to agree. You know, it's like um, there there's certain people like like I love Big Daddy Kane. I love Big Daddy Kane, but I understand that it's 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 not that it's like past the time for that kind of music. But like, I can understand why a younger generation isn't trying to listen to Big Daddy Kane. 
the same way like like i i love led zeppelin i love those band I, my dad grew up as a grateful deadhead but i can't listen to the same 50 songs for the rest of my life you know and and so some like i'll listen to it i love it when it comes on i'm not telling anybody to shut it off but if i'm going through youtube or spotify i'm not searching for big daddy kane anymore there's times for it you know there's certainly times for it where i'm like oh i want to hear that song or i want to hear this and, and with other artists like every time you hear big papa like you're like you know you're you, everyone knows that song it's a timeless song it, it, it'll never get to a point where someone doesn't know big papa it will always be a popular song but biggie song warning I mean, kids nowadays don't know Warning, but they know, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Which is crazy because I feel like Warning is such a... Way better. It's a way better song. It's a great way to showcase his storytelling ability. Yeah. And also just, like, how creative of a guy he was. Like, with literally without him... We would not have the Jay Z that we grew up with, let alone okay. the Jay Z that these kids listen to now. Yeah. Another thing that I've like, I've had to like, I've come to accept and also have to like tell people like the rappers or the artists or musicians like that we grew up with aren't the same that we had now. We had to like either grow up with them and like accept their changes or just be like, I'll just stick to the old stuff because the new stuff isn't for me. We've had yeah. it, um, you know, when we were talking about Lincoln Link, uh, Park in the past, um, Fallout Boy, a lot of their stuff. Now everyone's like, oh, I don't like this design. You know, if well, it's, not, gonna, it's not for you. I'm not going to lie. I, I feel like a lot of the times people need to look at, when it comes to that sort of thing, regardless of the genre, is look at the structure. Like, try and don't listen to it for all the bells and whistles and the production because if they're a, a huge band, they're obviously, if they're around still, they're going to be using the tricks that are keeping all of the other big pop bands that and pop artists that they're competing with, they're going to be using those to try and get a newer audience. But if you really sit down and listen to their music and, and sit down and, and hear, like, Fall Out Boy is a perfect example. I wasn't a huge fan of their last couple of albums, didn't really listen to a lot of it. I sat down and, like, really listened to their last album that they just put out this year. And it's a straight-up Fall Out Boy album. Like if you really oh, listen great. to it, it's it's, great. it's it's well made, and if you if you fuck around with the instrumentation and give me two guitars, a bass, and a, and a kick drum, and you know, and a, and a drum kit, then it's a straight up old school Fall Out Boy album because the lyrics are on point, the hooks are fucking fantastic. It's just it's dressed up as a 2018 pop rock album because they're in 2000 fucking 18. Their first album came out in what like 2000. I think oh, take, yeah. take This to Your Grave was 2002. So, like, they've been around for 20-plus years, and they're, they've been so successful since 2004 when when Sugar Were Going Down fucking made them huge. Right. They've been so successful since then, and they're still going because they've been able to change with the times. And I think a lot of people don't really think about that. And if you really listen to, like, the, the structure and how the songs and everything are written, you can really tell if they've mailed it in or if they're still putting out good albums. You know what I, mean? I think the thing I yeah totally I agree and I think the thing with like a band like Fallout Boy is like you hear it and you know that it's Fallout Boy still yeah like you know what I mean like it's not like one of those things where you're like this sounds totally different like no it still sounds like Fallout Boy it's just a it's, little bit more modern it, it's or, it's produced it's 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 much more produced or it's produced in a different way to 
achieve a you know a, a desired effect with who they're trying to catch with it. So they're trying to catch right. younger kids with it, the younger generation. So they're going to do the things that the younger kids are going to be listening to. Yeah, of course. And and I mean that that um what is that like what is it called like centuries or something? Yeah, that was a fantastic song. That song's incredible. Like like as far as like just music goes, like whether or not you like the song like is up for debate, whatever, it's subjective. But the music is is great. It's really good. Whether you like it really doesn't have much to do with if it's good music, you know? Like I know people like to say, "Oh, that that's crap." Well, I mean, have you listened to the have you listened to the guy play guitar? Have you listened to this man sing? Because it's it's far from it. You might not like it, but it's really, really good. Yeah. You know? And, and that's a, something that they can't take away from them. There's a reason that so many people like their music. It's because they're good. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. I feel like the same thing happened. Whenever I think 2008 was when Lasers dropped from Lupe Fiasco, and everyone was like, like all the diehard Lupe fans were pissed because they were like, this is so not like what you're usually doing. And then he dropped a super commercial album, like really commercial. It's what the labels wanted. They didn't want lyrics that went over people's heads or crazy far out concepts and designs. Dropped that album, and everyone was like, oh my God, it's so crazy. Like, why are you doing commercial stuff? He's like, no, I'm giving the masses, for the most part, what they want, and I'm still going to kill this album. And then jump right back into another, like, classic, uh, what was it? He did the Cool 2 after that. Like, okay. No, yeah. sorry. Uh, food and Liquor 2. Like, got right back as if nothing happened. And yeah. Things like Lupe, Lupe's a great storyteller, man. That, that's that's something that's something that like like you mentioned like people said like oh it's like kind of dumped down in a way like no he's just that good of a storyteller man he really is a, it's not really dumbed down he knows he's a great storyteller I got into him I was like who is this guy I must have spent like easily a few, that first few months or years even when uh, Food and Liquor was just like hot and just coming out, just up until the cool drop, listening to all his mixtape stuff. Like his yep. mixtape stuff is like bonkers. Like people are like, oh my gosh, Daydream or, you know, the cool, all these, all these songs where I love them. Don't get it twisted. These songs are classics and my favorites of his. However, if we can include his mixtape stuff as some of my favorites, my whole list would change. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I and I think that that's cool. Like I, a lot of people like they just hate growth. Like they, oh, I think maybe it's not growth; it's change. And a lot of the time, that change comes in the form of growth, right? You know, and you see people grow because they change because they want to grow and they want to do different things. And and what I always say is like, whenever we go to the studio, because like you know, me and me and time are like, time and lep is like kind of an old school vibe. You know, what we do is kind of an old school vibe, but I'm so many more things. And so so that's that's a big project, man, is getting people to understand that you're more than one thing because they get used to the one thing and and that's what they want and they want it. For time for the people not listening, that is oh man, if 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 I can staple like that sign to my forehead, like seriously, though. 
I do. I've had to explain it to my partner, like my my like I've had to explain it to everybody. Our A and R, like our the label owner, like and and luckily we have such a good team that they understand. But it definitely took a minute, you know, to be like, dude, we were more than just '90s boom bap rappers. If I heard hear the word boom bap one more time, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> so you know, but 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 I still love that side of what I do, and I'll always do it. Super lyrical stuff, but um, you know, people say dumbing it down or whatever it might be. I'm just a lot of different things, man. You know, and that and that's the way that it goes. Absolutely. Squeeze this kid. Right. <laughs> Run upstairs and watch TV. It'll be done soon. Here, take it. It'll be done. Uh, <laughs> you got a cute kid there, man. Thank you, man. He looks Mommy. like a dog. <laughs> Yo. What's up, love? Oh, do you experience a lot of the same stuff with your like music when you start doing stuff? Like the need for change or growth, and it's like an uncertain feeling. Um, I don't know if I call it like uncertain. It's it's more along the lines of, I mean, we've uh, up until maybe six or eight months ago, we really didn't have. Actually, no, probably closer to a year ago. About a year ago, we started trying to find actively seek out other members because me and uh, Connery and Andrew had all been playing. We'd all been playing together for at least the last five it's now six years and you know we all had we all knew what we liked and we would play to those advantages but it was one of those deals where you know you play together long enough and you have all the same you know you have all the same ideas going in at the same time and it's you know um, i can always count on andrew for specific ideas i can always count on james for specific ideas and i always put in some sort of the same style of ideas and we we all thought it was like all right well we need to find we need to be we need to start adding to this as, as opposed to just being a three-piece let's try and be a four-piece or five-piece or bigger if we can somehow manage to do that find enough people but right now we're a five-piece and it has changed a, a lot of our songs even from the the demos that you that we just put out in january uh, a lot of those songs have been altered and are uh, are much different now because we're incorporating lyrics into them and we're incorporating uh, we're incorporating a second uh, guitar or a set of you know like a synth or keys or something along those lines. So it's it's changing a lot of the dynamics of how it's sounding and it's it's actually kind of cool because we're having to go back and reimagine the stuff that we've been playing for three or four years that we know really, really super well and we can play super tight. It's been a band prior to, like, the new revamp, kind of, if you will. What do you mean? How long have you guys, like, since the creation of the Floating Lighthouse? Uh, if you want to go all the way back, before Connery was even the bass player, Connery would just come and hang out at practices when it was actually comprised of me... Uh, my friend from like middle school, uh, Chris and Andrew. Me and me and Andrew have been playing together since 2007, and we stopped oh, wow. play, we stopped playing for a couple of years. I want to say in like from like 2011 to 2013, 2014, somewhere in there, or 2012. Was it 2012? Yeah, somewhere in there. We we started playing again maybe two or three years after because the last album we put out was um, 2009. July of 2009 we banged out a 13 song album in two days 
Oh and it was a concept. You guys, actually, if you go into uh, thefloatinglighthouse.com uh, and you click on the music page, we have all of the albums in there. So, like, yeah, after this. the second album, How Darkly We Dream, you can tell we did it in two days because, like, we spent maybe the first day on drums and just did drums the whole first day. And then the second day, we did everything else. Oh, wow. There were a handful of songs that we added. Uh, outside of the ends i think the reprise and the overture were or two songs that we recorded on our own but outside of that we recorded everything in fucking two days <laughs> and it's 13 That's songs. Dope. and some of the songs are long like i think the first two songs are close to 10 minutes long each wow so, yeah the yeah la- yeah the last, even... the last song's like 12 and a half minutes long or something st- crazy like that. There are a lot of really long songs on the, that album. And but... so two days you're doing about almost an hour and a half worth of music? More about, than a, about, an, about an hour, I want to say. I mean, if... Um, here, let me check and see real quick. Yeah, you can pull up, pull it up. Pull up the running time. Oh, uh, man. Da, da, da. Uh, let's see. That's the crazy thing about the whole LFOD 24 and 24, man. That whole album came to in 24 hours. Right. And they, and they dropped it after 24 hours, they dropped the album. When everyone's song was finished, you had one hour to record, mix and master your song. Yep. And there was 20, 24 artists. And they were all successful at doing that. And every one of them got it done because they knew they had to. Yeah. Man, and what? That's <laughs> Yeah, it was I crazy. I've heard crazy concepts like that, but I've never, like, actually seen it done. Looks yeah. Like... Honestly, I was super skeptical. Like, to be perfectly honest with you, I was so skeptical of it. I didn't know if it was going to work, but the way that Uncle Sam and the way that he does things, he made me believe that it was going to work. And yeah. and that and that was huge. And I know that I wasn't the only one he did that for. You know, he did that with multiple people. So it made it it made it an, a full blown experience. I, I didn't feel worried about only having an hour. I felt excited about only having an hour because I knew it was all raw. You know, it was it was whatever. I only have a certain amount of takes to do this. I can't spend 45 minutes recording our verses. Right. So we got to get it. We and, and it was super exciting. It was a little nerve wracking, but not. I, I was never worried that it was going to come out bad or wrong. I, I was always so sure of what we were doing that I was like, this album's going to be sweet. And it was. And I only have one song on it, man. There's 24 songs on it. I have one song on it. And it's like, the album's incredible, dude. It is fantastic. It's a great album. Yeah. 24 um, and 24, LFOD, go download it. Oh, hell yeah. Beautiful masterpiece right there. Like it's crazy. Yeah, man, it, it's crazy how it actually worked. <laughs> that's the crazy part about it. Oh, it yeah. actually worked. Yeah, so says, damn, that's crazy. Right? Right? Absolutely. Yeah, check out LFOD Radio. I, 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 uh, if you follow me on Instagram, anybody who's actually watching, probably not too many, but I don't know how many we even have, but. Uh, We've had people coming in now. We've had I, about like I, edit, I edit the podcast for them every week. Have been since October, if I remember correctly. But uh, it's always they're they're just they're really good at what they do. Sam is is super good at what he does. 
And uh, I'm actually trying to get him to come on to 10 minutes or less to do a whole thing, do his own oh, episode. Nice. I think he's going to talk about the music scene or something like that. But um, that'd be but, dope, man. He's 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 fun to listen to talk, dude. <laughs> he right? is. He's fun to listen he's to talk. He's got that voice. He's got the voice, man. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, a little over 70 minutes is the album. <laughs> Oh wow! And That's a lot of insane. and a lot of those songs had more than one sets of guitar. So like we we would have drums, but we'd also have the bass. We'd have most of the time at least two guitars and keyboards. When you still had and only vocals, three. three. Yeah, there were only three of us playing all of them. So who who are the members that play multiple instruments? Because there there has to be like all of us. Oh. Wow. <laughs> It's so much easier. You're just like. Well, there were songs that I would play bass on, and our guitar, play, our bassist would play guitar. We'd switch back really and forth. Cool. We both took vocals. We we all wrote our own our own individual songs and comprised them together. Andrew wrote the 12 and a half minute fucking song at the end. You can definitely tell because it's. You can tell what songs are written by Chris and what songs are written by me and what songs are written by Andrew. That's nuts. It's 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 really crazy. Like, uh, I have a, I, I wrote a song, I know one of the tunes is, uh, uh, the song, I Just Want to Go Home is about me when I was working at Shaw's. <laughs> uh, a song on one of our first, uh, on our first album, One Way Road, was about, uh, our bassist Chris taking home, uh, taking a different route home from work, and it's a blues song. It's great. Yeah. Would you have any? Would you have any idea without you telling me that? Like, if I listened to it, would I know that? Uh, probably. There or is. There are definitely. Or is it a lot of metaphors and whatnot? So you, so you can't really tell what's going on. Open to interpretation. Oh uh, no. Uh, um. Let's see. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. Let's see if we can. Yeah, I might be able to play it here. Are you hearing this? No. No. Ah, oh, damn. So it's only playing through here. Uh. Good job, Tommy. There you go. It has, it, has all of, it has all of them on there. Cool. You guys watching, go to that link, pause this video, go to this link, and you'll be able to listen to that. That's dope. <laughs> Good job. Right on. Way to go, way to go Skype here. Your... Yeah, I don't, did that get posted to the, uh, to, uh, the Facebook thing? Because that's just straight out on yours. No, anything That's... that is on my screen is what uh, we can see at home. Oh, okay. Sweet. Well, then it's definitely there. That's nice. dope. Yes, it is. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to type it in anyway, just to uh, anybody that, that comes to the chat. Super easy. Yeah, it definitely is. link it in the chat. Oh, we're like, oh, Prez here, Yun is here, Seabass, 
Uh, we got a few people. What's up, everybody? How goes it? For my video to come back, but there you go, there you go. Is it working? Yeah. And so it's we're still alive. We're still good. Cool. Hell cool. yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. I don't know how long do you want. How long do you guys want to go for? I don't care, man. We can keep going. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm, enjoy I'm enjoying the convo. Yeah, cause, oh, in in regards to the the music. His name is Landon, but we call yeah. him Lando. 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 Good, good old Lando Calrissian. Yeah, that's my son. What's that's, going on? It's your boy. Clarice, what's up, Sebastian? Prez? Yes, guys, what's up? Uh, yeah, but I mean. It, well, to get back to the, I guess the original point of the question was, uh, the reason, the whole idea for growth is it stops being productive at some point if you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I feel like just as creatives, we can't stay stagnant. Like we start to get like irritable and just like, you know, we need to do something. It needs to be fun. If you're not challenging, for me at least, if it's not challenging, if I'm not learning a new skill, to, if I don't have to practice really, really hard to be able to get that part that someone else wrote that's going to make the song sound really, really good, if it if it doesn't have something along those lines in it somewhere, that's not really super fun anymore. Because that was sort of all the songs that we have now. I had to bust my ass to get the dexterity to be able to play and then now I'm looking at it going I could probably play faster or I could probably play more intricately if I really really pushed harder right you know what I mean it, and it makes it yeah, more fun totally. get, uh, there's like a goal involved whether or not you're releasing any of this stuff it, it, it's almost sort of a satisfaction to have someone have to slow a part down for you and it takes you three or four months but by the time three or four months comes around you can play it in your sleep and you're not even thinking about it oh yeah it's super rewarding too man super rewarding to grow that's the thing man like you wouldn't you wouldn't just because somebody's a professional football player doesn't mean they don't like playing basketball so when, when you're so when you're different things it, it's just you can do so many things man it's like and that that's the part with obviously people hate change like we talked about and so they don't want to see their favorite you know musician or if he's in a band they don't want to see him try out electronic music but unfortunately for them that guy might love both of those things <laughs> you know so so you can't tell someone that they have to fit in one thing it, oh, it's like, just because uh, they got big one way doesn't mean they have to keep only doing that yeah it's like uh, uh what's his name aaron lewis from stained he put yeah. out a country album and it's a fantastic well, country album Hootie and the Blowfish, man. Fuck yeah, Darius Rucker put out fantastic they, country they, albums. They would have never been able to to keep that that momentum. Like he knew, like, hey, I'm into different things here, you know. And, and so he went off and did his own thing. Now I don't know what happened with the band. I don't know if they just had a falling out and the guy went solo. But I don't really care. All I know is that he's good at more than one thing. You know, yep. those songs from Hootie sound nothing like his music now. And I think that that's kind of beautiful, man. Like yeah. that's that's a really cool thing to see. 
Yeah. And that's why, like, with with my generation, you know, I'm only 25, but, like, my my a lot of my friends aren't trying to listen to what's popular in, like, rap music today. And to me, it's like, I don't, I don't know, man. I just embrace it all. Like, I'm not going to say that, like, it's good, but, like, I'm not, like... There, there's t- like there's times where you want to listen to lyrical stuff, and there's times where you want to turn up, and and there's nothing wrong with that. Like yep. you know, I like to be ignorant sometimes, so I'm gonna listen to some ignorant shit, you know, and and that's the way that it goes. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. But people hating on it is just a whole different story, you know. Especially when you see a young black man making money, and you have something wrong to say about it. It, it doesn't make any sense. I think I came at it with the sense of like, who the fuck are these guys at first? Because like I would see them on interviews and whatnot and just completely shit on the genre that they're coming up in. But yeah. like, you know, I had this uh, talk with my nephew Zayas the other day. He was like, you can't see it as the same hip hop you grew up with. Hip hop needs its own categories now. So you have the mumble rappers, you have the, uh, the lyricists, you have the storytellers, whatever the, the category may be, you know? Um, and then I was like, all right, that makes more sense. It's like, for me, it's like the cousin that you're like, I'm related to him, but not by blood. So, you know, he's way over that way. It's the um, same thing with just about every other genre. Like, I could go into, like, yeah. we could go into aggressive let's just say aggressive rock but there's a million different subgenres of that you know like oh, totally. you get up hardcore yes. hardcore is another one it, what what generation of hardcore are we talking about are we talking about 90s or are we talking about early 2000s like the shit that Daddy. i used to see at shows when i went to go see like the pop punk bands that i really really enjoyed or right. the stuff well, now you know like it's all technically hardcore what kind, what are we looking at there's hardcore well, there's I mean, metalcore there's grindcore what, what there's would deathcore. you consider what would you consider someone like Gigi Allen? Honestly, I would consider Gigi Allen closer to punk, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any problem putting him in the hardcore like the. the... Don't you think if like if if Gigi Allen never existed and then existed today, that he would be something totally different? Oh, there for would sure. be a, there'd be another name for what Gigi Allen was, or, or you know. So so I think that it's totally just it, it's with the times. My dad thinks hip hop's crap. You know, and, and that's that's his prerogative. That's what he. But he doesn't think that they're not talented. He just doesn't want to listen to it. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. Honestly, you know? I wish people could just do that with. You know, it's like, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that it's bad, but it's just not my cup of tea. It's not something that and, I like and, to listen. And to. even if you want to say that it's bad, like I, I think there's a difference between saying like, oh, that guy's not a good rapper, and this guy doesn't deserve what he has. You know, and yeah. and like. Even someone like, you know, it, it's hard to get into it, especially being like a, a rapper, you know, an MC myself. But like, you know, when Kid Cudi came out, people were like, what is this? The Lonely Stoner? Like, what what is this guy talking about? And, and then it just it grabbed people and the guy became super, super famous. And like people like uh, like, for example, like I can't stand Little Yachty. I can't. I think he's horrible. I think he's not a good rapper. I don't think anything about his music is good. But I don't mind him. I don't dislike him. Rappers, which right. is like weird thing. Like so that's that's a a lot of my like frustration with them in general is like they're coming up 
using like almost the coattails of hip hop to try to like make their thing happen and they don't feel like they're hip hop artists and nor do we like we're just here looking at them like you could argue the, you could argue now. the same thing about about uh, what we would call classic rock uh, coming up on the coattails of blues Daddy. yeah all totally of, all everything that everything that was popular during the 60s and 70s when it came to rock and roll music led zeppelin uh Deep Purple, ACDC, it was all based on blues music, and it was all based on something totally different. And they just, they changed it. And they, they associated with it, but they, it wasn't what they were associating it with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. only really, only a select few bands really even stayed with the blues model. And I mean, even ACDC, which is the closest one to it, they're not, I mean... I guess they play they play in like blues standards, but it's not blues. It's, it's that's just yeah, it's power chords, you yeah, know. But it's it but it's kind of it's similar, a, you it's know. It's a blues structure and blues keys, and that's pretty much what it is. Sebastian brought up a good point. A lot of, uh, especially a lot when uh, Joe Buttons like started to talk to Yachty, uh, all these all these kids now they're coming up and they're basically shitting on the generations that allowed them to even like have a platform. Well, yeah, there's a difference, like, when you hear the guy Kodak Black say, like, he's better than Tupac, like, like, it's laughable, like, we all know that, but, like, you know that he wants you to, to, to talk about him now, right? Like, he, he's not, they're not, these people, you might think that they're really, really stupid. They're incredibly intelligent. They're not, they're not stupid people. Like, little Uzi Vert, right? Like, like, he's another one of those, like, mumble rappers, whatever you want to call it, but... He, he's a smart dude <laughs> like he's done he knows the history but like you don't have to love boom bap hip-hop to be a rapper man it's just not the way that things are and people and, and i'm not gonna sit here and defend those guys because i rap my ass off my goal is to go in there and try to be the best rapper possible and yeah do I, does part of me wish everybody did that of course of course hip-hop's a competition man but at the same time man like there's times where I want to listen to somebody turn up. There's times where I want to listen to, to to melodies more than lyrics. You know, I feel like we. It's it's hard because we grew up where like turn up was almost like really coming up with you know Ying Twins. Almost almost everything from the south started getting us bumped, and like all of us up north guys were like, "Yo, that's hot," and. For a while, a lot of the stuff down south even was like, we were looking at it like, oh, whatever. And then it became more commercial, more like acceptable. This is almost like where we're just like, we just don't know what to do with it. Like, it's kind of just like, yo, here, take this and, you know, this is yours now. And we're just like, they don't want nothing to do with us. We're not sure what to do with them. So how do we even respond to because like because yeah. like a lot of them are are you know so um in their own like ways like you know i'm not a rapper or i'm you know i'm doing this i'm doing this and we're just like whatever it is you're doing let us know because we would love to know so we can figure out not even where to categorize you guys but just how to relate or understand yeah no i agree you're right i do agree with that very much so Someone, someone put a someone put a, a post the other day. It was like, we're the generation of drug dealers and like uh, glorified like pimps and what. Like 
pill pop kid. Yeah. And I was just like, shit, like that's actually. Yeah, I say all the time, man, like, like in the 90s, early 2000s, it was drug dealing music. And now it seems to be drug using music. Yeah. They're all talking about getting high instead of like selling it. And, and, you know, I think, I, I think it's just comes with the times, man. Things change and, uh, never it, get your own supply. These kids don't listen. Hey, but, but, you know, they're, they're also to the point where the, if you think that these dudes are doing as much drugs as they say they are, then I think you're silly. You know, like th- these guys are, they're businessmen as well. Like, you know, it's they're, they're not. They're, they're not, it's totally, it's they're a facade. A brand. It's a brand. I, and I think, you know, that we got kids overdosing that are rappers that are big. So like, it's not just that. Like, yeah. I think you got to be careful with, you got to be careful with what you say. Obviously, you don't want to get a 12 year old kid who's listening to your music to try Xanax. I mean, that's a given, but at the same time, you, your parents need to watch you. <laughs> like just cause you're listening to some type of music at 12 years old doesn't mean you're you're doing Xanax, you know, like you might not even know what they're talking about and maybe it's a blessing, maybe it's a curse, but you're still listening to it. You know, you still know who these guys are and um, they're working, man. Like, you know, I never hate on a young dude. These kids are 20, man, like, and they're making money and they're getting out there doing their thing and whether or not they want to be classified as hip hop or if they want to be classified as whatever, it doesn't really matter. I mean, Gigi Allen was punk and then when I was in high school, like Panic at the Disco was punk, you know. Yeah, I would like, say they were more pop punk, but yeah, that was. But that no, was like totally. The new, yeah, that was the new totally. brand of punk. But but everyone with was the new yeah, everyone with the you oh, know yeah. hair over one eye and like that was punk. You scene know? kids, and, and, they were that affectionately called scene kids, and now and scene kids. It was right. it was emo, and then it was scene kids, and then there were hardcore kids, and now you have. I feel like I feel like rock has had such a like you guys have a timeline i feel like the last 10 maybe even five years of hip-hop the timeline gets a little skewed because we have the mumble rappers but then we still have a lot of underground like the guys who come up on team pack backpack who never really get burned um the rebirth of cyphers coming out we have um you know the cardi b's coming out and we're just like okay like where like we usually have more of a telltale um defining moment that we can say like this was the birth of that and well, that was the wave then you all I, i'm more talking about the the small like little communities and what they were called around mm-hmm. that whole thing they were the same kids it was just called something different you know you had the emo kids that wore all the black and they had the guy liner and all that shit and then it went to see and they were goth and then they at had one this point. Sw- yeah they were goth they all, they were going went through a, a goth phase and this you know an emo phase and a scene phase and a hardcore you know like you have the the straight edge hardcore it. kids fans that always talked about oh i don't drink i keep my body pure you know like that stupid shit they have to have yeah, the, the straight huge, edge the straight edge got the earplugs everything you know like all their screen names have xx on it cuz they're straight edge you know and but they're all the same kids. It's all the same shit. It's all it's it's all the same thing. Yeah, it's just, of course. It's just a matter of <laughs> it's just a matter of changing. But I mean, if you really look at, at at rock music overall, it's just a mashup. Especially if you're looking at what's popular. I mean, you have shit like you know, like bands like Nickelback and Three Days Grace that have been around since I was in fucking high school, and they sound exactly the fucking same they did when they first came out in when I was a freshman in high school. 
They sound the same. I hate everything about you, and their newest song sounds exactly the fucking same to me. It, it, I mean, obviously, it's not the same song, but it it sound. I, I can tell by the first two chords that it's a Three Days Grace song. I, you don't even have to tell me what it is or when it was released. It's a Three Days Grace song. Same thing with Nickelback. Um, but then you got bands like Avenged Sevenfold, who go through a whole bunch of different phases. But then you also have like Five Finger Death Punch, which was originally a hardcore metal band that became more. Mo- they more were mono greater. Yeah, it was it was crazy. They switch around. You have all sorts of crazy stuff going on with all of that. So I mean, you look at like the the Black Keys. The Black Keys is a fucking throwback to like the '60s and the early '70s with how they play. But it's popular music right now because they have a pop they have a a modern spin on a classic sound you can you can you can do the same thing that happens in in the rap genre or the hip-hop genre and look at it from the you know because hip-hop is such a big umbrella now hip-hop's not just like this one tiny genre anymore hip-hop is the umbrella term that we use just like when we're talking like you know uh, you have hip-hop and you have r&b and those two sort of things sort of have a little bit of meshing at the sides but there's all sort of like they're all, they're all their own things, and then they have different subgenres underneath. Rock and country have the same thing. You know, EDM has its own thing. There are a million different styles of EDM and, and house and all of that stuff. So you could really say the same thing about all of it. You know, the, if you're really looking at the entirety of the genre, it's a, it's a mixed bag, depending on what year you're looking at. But if you're following, say, like a specific genre, so like what I'm talking about is like a pop punk in the early 2000s so like my from like my freshman year of high school through i want to say maybe seven or eight years ago when that sort of scene died out and it became something else but it was pop punk and so it was all scene kids and it was all emo yeah scene and emo kids were sort of looked at as the same thing but they were different if you were an emo kid you were listening to like older taking back sunday dashboard confessional uh sunny day real estate if you were listening to pop punk you were listening to more like the starting line and uh matchbook romance and um uh uh fuck what the hell is the i can't even uh, just surrender there's a whole bunch of them and then you have this the bands that are in the middle you know, Follow Boy was one of those bands that really sort of pioneered everything. My, My Chemical Glory. Romance. My Chemical Romance. But it, they came at sort of different times, but they were all sort of tacked onto that same little subgenre of pop punk. And then there were all small movements in between Panic at the Disco. Like, perfect example, Panic at the Disco. You look at their first album, which is the one that they got really big on. Everything was, you know, there was technically pop punk with elect, like an electronic feel. And then you look at their second album, uh, pretty odd and it sounds like a Beatles album like it sounds like they like I go out and listen to listen to uh, nine in the afternoon it, it's it's yeah, so, cra- so crazy different and it's this and it's this, it's literally the first and second album that they put out so I mean it, you can have that change in a span of two or three years or you can have that change over the span of a whole career. Yeah, it goes it goes right back to just growth, man. Like, you know, when they they were writing, you know, nine in the afternoon, it was a much different time than, you know, um, what what was the big song called? Uh, I write sins. Yeah, I write sins, not. uh, Yeah, I write sins. Tragedies. I write sins, not tragedies. But 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 they're so they're it's like it's two different people you know but it's just there but you can people hear are, this, people are so many things man and you can but you, the cool part is you can really hear the similarities in the way that the lyrics are structured and, and yeah so like 
they're two very, very, very different albums, but you can tell that they were written by the same people. Right. It, it's obviously at a different time in their lives and a different, you know, a different point in their career and how they, what they were listening to. Because I think a lot of people don't understand even it's like listening to Kanye. Well, like even so, Kanye and and College Dropout Kanye are two different Kanyes. Yes, but I also feel like he wrote that. How he got there. I also feel like a lot of people don't take into consideration the things that people listen to that inspire them to write the music that they do. Absolutely, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Totally. So like, I'm a lot, a lot of like that. Yeah, a lot of people don't take it into consideration what the artists are listening to currently that have inspired them to write the songs that they're writing. I have to be very careful. When I'm in writing mode, I have to be very careful what I listen to because I'll, I'll literally write a verse and I'll, and I'll read it back to myself and I'm like, this doesn't sound like me. This sounds like a Tech 9 verse or this sounds like a whoever verse, right? And so I have to be very careful with what I listen. It's not that I have to be careful with what I listen to. It's I have to be careful with what I write when I'm listening. Be, yeah, you have to be conscious of what you're what you're writing and what's inspiring you. Right, exactly. And um, I think you know the good ones can uh, make it sound like their own. It, like like I love College Dropout. It's a great great album. But my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is on a whole nother level of music not rapping not hip-hop i'm talking mute like it's so it's beautiful it's a movie you can go watch it and it's a whole you know he, he designed it to be a whole fucking movie man like it's growth it shows growth big time absolutely i don't know i just that kind of that's always bothered me yeah yeah no i think kanye is like that though the one one of the only artists that I can right off the back think of, and you can see the progression in each album and each song, and even how he did his videos of like where you can tell where he was in his life. You could tell like, you know, what influenced him, what was like heavily like, just everything for him. What was important, you know, what he just didn't give a fuck about anymore. All those things like were really prominent, especially going into graduation going to 808 heartbreak going to my twisted uh you know dark twisted fantasy um which and i feel like you can when you listen to those albums when you first heard them they were always hard to get get into the first time around like you wanted to i did i hated dark twisted fantasy i hated it dude and it took me a long time to love it and now it's my favorite kanye album yeah you know, it might not be like my favorite. Is it? It's. I'll listen to the whole thing. Yeah. I'm not listening to one of them. I'm listening to the whole thing. College dropout. I'll go through and and I will listen to the whole thing every now and then. But I'm mostly, you know, you you go to your you pick your songs, right? You pick the ones that you really like. And I was lucky enough to where like my mother loved hip hop, so like. On the ride to school, I was able to like listen to stuff like that, like college dropout and and graduation and stuff like that. So I was lucky enough to be able to hear it at a young age, to where when I I didn't under I didn't even understand it. Keep skipping late registration. I love I. That's the album I probably listen to the most. Okay, because we both we both kept going college dropout graduation. And like I feel like we neither of us said. Was good, but I don't think like I think at the time like I listened to it all the time. Uh, there's one, there's one like uh, there's one part of that where it's like, what is the song called, man? He, he's got like a big baritone dude singing in it. 
and he's like, we strive at home, I ride on chrome, and he's okay. like, sweat up, and I ain't talking about a Cool J, me and Big L, and I ain't talking about Cool J, like, oh, that yeah. shit is so smooth, man, like, it's so smooth, and you'll never forget it, you'll always remember it forever, you know, at, I remember the first time I heard it, and I was in awe, and I didn't even really understand everything he was saying at that point i just knew it was good and then i got it's like when i listened to jay-z as a kid i never liked jay-z like i i it wasn't that i didn't like it it was that i didn't understand it until i got older once i hit like 17 18 into my 20s i was like going back and listening to jay-z you know and he's talking he just like a lot of pop culture references you know like uh he, he has that bar where he's like i scramble like randall with his cunningham but the only thing running was numbers fam he's talking about randall cunningham like and and as a kid i had no idea what he was talking about but now i'm like oh wow that's so clever man this dude can just flip it in different ways and you know watch the thrones not a good album really in my opinion I don't, I don't love it i don't listen to it but like even there's there's bars on that album where you're just like jay-z's so good this guy's the man i feel like washington was the last album where jay-z was even a little bit like himself because i feel like so when he came on that 2020 verse with um with justin timberlake yeah i was like oh my god and i was like who was this guy like, yeah, like that easily. Like I know once you reach a certain, uh, you know, level, especially the level he's at, where he doesn't, he's not, you know, the drug dealer anymore. He's the big business CEO kind of guy. Um, he doesn't need to rap a certain way or or do things a certain style. But it almost felt like he got comfortable and lazy with like how he did that verse, which completely turned me off. Right. Yeah. Because I was just like. At least, like... It's almost like he's not trying anymore. To the same degree, like, M can be lazy, but still just, like, shit fire. You know what I mean? Where Jay-Z's being lazy, you're just like, all right, now you just don't give a fuck anymore. Like, you really are just, like, taking the check. I think part of Jay-Z is, like, he he has this, and, and a lot of people don't agree with it, but he has that thing in him where anything he says is dope. Like, he has that, like, weird, like, like, he used to talk about, like, drug, like, if, if you go back to, like, old Jay-Z, like, when he was with Jazz, it was like, like, it was all this really weird, like, late 80s, early, early, early 90s, but, like, it was always everything he said he knew was really dope, like, he had that aura about him, and now, like, and I know it's not, he's technically, like, not, like, a great rapper to me anymore, like, he is, he was, his old stuff's amazing, he's a great rapper, but, but he's so cool like like he's got he's got like a coolness about him where he can literally just say yeah i'm talking yay yeah i'm talking re yeah i'm talking b yeah i'm talking me and it's like this dude's a businessman he signed kanye west rihanna beyonce and himself like he's just super super cool and like whether you like it or not you gotta understand like he kind of doesn't have to try you know and and that's something that it's you either like it or you hate it i guess you know don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, I mean, hey, when you sign Rihanna, Kanye West, and Beyonce, man, like you kind of have the right to be really cool, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are some of the biggest artists of this generation. Like, it's like, uh, 
the label doesn't drop me, I drop the label or something like that. Yeah, you know, it's just super cool. Like, he's super, super cool. Yeah. But some people can't get away with it. Some people try to get away with it, and they can only do it for so long. Like, I would I would rather hear Eminem, like, talk about cutting a kitten's head off and putting in a kid's mailbox than, like, bash on Trump. And I'm, and I'm not even saying that whether I support... I don't even support the guy, but I'm not trying to hear my favorite rapper from back in the day talk politics. I just, I'm not there. I'm not there for that. And, right. um, and that's fine. I, I'm glad that he uses his voice. Like, I love that about people like that. They use their voice for things, but it's just not, it's not for me. Like, I don't, I, I appreciate it. I like what he's saying and it's cool. I just don't think it's very good. And that's, that's two different things. If the guy was, if I thought the bars were super hot, then that would be a different story. I would say, oh yeah, you know, I the guy's going in, but he's talk he's talking to he really reaches for these metaphors now. And I can't sometimes I'm just like, where is he even going? Like what where is this gonna end? Like what is he even talking about right now? And that's but but all of this hate that I'm that I'm spewing, I love the Marshall Mathers LP too. I love it. Because he took some of my old favorite classic songs, like, um, what is the song called? Time of the Season. You know, and he did it and he put a spin on it, called it Rhyme or Reason. And, like, it, dude, it was nasty. That whole, uh, what's your name? Who's your daddy? Like, you know Eminem's story, so you know he's going to talk shit about his dad. Like, you know it's going to happen, right? And uh, and in that song, in the original, the guy, the, the guy says, um... I wonder if he's rich like me. And like Eminem can just be like, probably not. Like, you know, like he's got his own thing going. I love that album. It's great. But um, I don't want to hear like some stretched out. It takes him four bars to get to a metaphor. You know, it's just it's hard to listen to. It's hard to follow. And um, I think a lot of people are like that, man. And, and you either love it or you don't, you know. I think uh, like Royce the Five Nine had like he's amazing. What a what a great rapper. But um, he has that in him where, like, he takes so long to get to the punch. And sometimes he loses me in the scheme, you know? It'll be three bars that rhyme and then three that don't and then two that rhyme with the first three. And you're like, whoa, 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 you I just scrambled me. Shady Cypher, that big one that they did, like, each of their like, respective scenes. Yeah, they were all acapellas, right? Right. Yeah. Who, who, was the, who was your favorite? Good Eye. Crook and I killed it. Crooked Eye is very slept on. I feel like so he's, good, dude. he's like, uh, he's the person that everyone's just like, Crooked Eye, like, why? And, I'm, and he's not my favorite, but I feel like people should give him more respect. I think it's because, yes, Joel or Joe, like, are straight nasty, but Crooked has some lines where you're just like, you have to respect that. Have you ever listened to uh, Horseshoe Gang? It's like Crooked Eyes, like little homies. Like I think one of them's his brother. They're 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 super nice, but they have a song where Crooked Eye, I forget what it's called. I have to like link it or something. But um, dude, Crooked Eye just you almost understand why nobody even listens to it. Like it's too it's almost too good. <laughs> you know, like it's so good that you're like, oh my goodness, man! Like you can't even keep up with it sometimes. Like he's just dropping so much shit on your head, like bar after bar. It just it it 
it's a lot to deal with, man. So Joe Budden and Joel Ortiz are more simple. You know what they said right as they said it. Mm. You don't have to think about it. And I think that that's something that makes people popular or not a lot of the time, you know, like whether it's it's easily digestible or not, you know. And that's why you see all these new hip hop dudes shining through because they're rhyming car with bar and, and you know, and it's the beat that people are listening to. But they understand the song right away. And and so there's something to be said for the simplicity of things, you know. But that's that's just my opinion, man. You know, everybody it's so subjective what you what you enjoy and what you listen to, you know. Absolutely. And that's what it should be about, anyway. It should be what what you enjoy listening to, and who gives a fuck if the person next to you likes or dislikes what you're listening to. Well, I think I think the problem starts to begin with people that dislike what other people like. Like they hate what it's like, dude. Just like it or don't, and leave it there. Don't convince this guy that the music sucks because yeah. he likes it. Because you're not right. It's not gonna happen. You're never going to convince somebody that their favorite rapper isn't good. You know, he's their favorite. It's just the way that it goes. Right on. I think that's a solid spot to end it, guys. That was fun, guys. Seriously. Invite, invite me back. I don't, think, uh, I don't think we got a chance to introduce him. What? Who? Him? Well, all. Oh. I forget that on my screen, it's not the same how you guys said it. Yeah, of so. course. Yeah. I'm, I like, I I'm here on beginning. mine. I'm over here on mine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, man. Uh, if you if you want to look me up, man, time and lap, uh, you can go to massacremusicgroup.com. It's spelt like massacre, but it's ma- it's pronounced massacre. Massacremusicgroup.com. Find the time and lap tab. We're in there. Find everyone else on there, too. That's part of it. Um if you're into like sneakers or vintage clothing or anything like that, you can go to my Instagram shop. It's just at Shoefly Vintage. That's it. And uh, if you're into yes, if you're in, into kicks or anything, anything you know, yeah. whether it be yeah, vintage clothing yeah. or or something like this, or you like Jordans, whatever it might be, man, go over to Shoefly Vintage or just DM me, man. I got all sorts of stuff that's not posted. Um, other than that, man, you know, thank you guys for having me, dude. Hopefully I can get back here again, dude. This was really, really fun conversation, man. Hell yeah, man. I'd love to have you back on. For real. But, um, yeah, thank you guys, man. Thank you very much. Of course, dog. All right, we'll see ya. Peace. 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 Yeah. I was in love with every part of you Down to the particle But never thought that I would want to vomit at the thought of you It feels horrible And I'm a mess now The fact that you loving somebody else got me stressed out I need my people All of my friends left now But shout out to the real one or two that I kept around And we blessed now In a different state with the shrimp and steak On a dinner plate I got the check now Just when I thought I had it all You said I'm leaving you The fact you actually did it was unbelievable